1: And now,
0: the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going
1: to finish it for
2: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. Thomasy caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, live worldwide. This is Ring Talk on SportsByline.com. Yes, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and this is your Inside Look Into the World with Mixed Martial Arts, live all across America, Canada, Puerto Rico, of course, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, iTunes, Stitcher.com. Wow, lots of stuff to talk about, UFC 184, yeah, <clears throat> in the rearview mirror, but Ronda Rousey on the front page, baby, posing dude in magazines, Making the uh, the uh, headlines this week, this past week, breaking four ribs on a reporter. The reporter said, you know, I don't think a woman can throw me. He looked like a fat guy at about 210 pounds. She threw him like a rag doll. That's what she did. She rag dolled him, okay? She threw him like a rag doll, broke four of his ribs. More power to you, buddy. You don't pop off against the queen of MMA, the most prolific fighter in the sport right now. And yes, I know... People say that was a stretch. They were they were dogging me when I was saying that a couple of years ago. When I said she was going to become the star that she is, the mega star that she is, the superstar that she is, the biggest star in MMA, you guys all laughed at me. You scoffed at me. Stop blowing smoke up her skirt, Pedro. I don't do that. I'm telling you. I know talent. You can see it. Like, when she fights, when she talks, she walks the walk, she talks the talks. Rowdy ronda rousey she's the the man that's yeah she's the man straight up in the world of mma she's the man get real gotta live with it man a chick runs the world of mixed martial arts as far as being the king the chick is the king the queen is the king you got it ronda rousey number one in the mma you are tuned to ring talk live worldwide
7: from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low, you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180.
8: And again, PJ is out grappling him as well as out striking him. He's just pouring blood now, Joe he's really toying with him,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> and now he's turning it on. Yeah. Diego's, Diego's a muddy up. And Herb Dean's going to check the cut. Wow. Baby J. Wow.
2: That is a gigantic cut over his eye. That's it.
5: It is all over. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest lightweight in the history of the sport.
0: Now more of ring talk with Pedro Fernandez.
9: Forget about the cops. They're
10: not interested in any two-bit setup you got here. Well, I don't want any trouble. Look, is my rent paid? Yeah. Don't stop bothering me.
2: My baby, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Academy Award winner. Man, she's done it all. The great Darlene Love, boring Darlene Wright. 1941 she's my girl my dad told me about her man back in 1964 he says this chick can sing in fact she's doing all these records behind the behind the scenes i said what are you talking about and then later in life i found out she was doing all of phil Spector's records and she would record these songs in the studio and then phil was sending these other girls out on the world with the exception of the ronettes who did their own records but everybody else was like fake it was all darlene bottom line is darlene love is happening you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour, you're inside looking into the world of mixed martial arts. This after that little bit of rock and roll history, of course, UFC 185 right around the corner. March the 14th, American Airlines Center, Dallas, Texas. Hmm, Dallas. Anyway, bottom line is best fighter in the world. We talked about the best lightweight coming into this segment here. You heard that little clip on BJ Penn. Well, guess what? I don't think so. BJ Penn would not have beaten Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis, I think right now, the reigning lightweight champion, of course, out with some injuries, but back coming back against Rafael dos Anjos, March the fourteenth, UFC one eighty five, the main event. He is a st- an amazing fighter, probably the best fighter I think, way up there as far as pound for pound concerned. And I want to mention this pound for pound stuff because you know the UFC likes to put pound for pound fighters on their website. According to the UFC themselves, the sanctioning body, the company that runs everything in the world of mixed martial arts. Yeah, Bellator is trying to do their thing and. There's the, you know, Invicta, which is all about chicks, but the bottom line is the UFC are like the New York Yankees, the Major League Baseball of, of mixed martial arts, so there's essentially Colin the shots, Dana White, and of course, uh, the president, the owner of 10% of the UFC, the uh, Fertitta brothers, both Lorenzo and Frank Fertitta own the majority of the UFC, of course, called Zufa Sports, but the Dubai government believe it or not owns 13% of the UFC but pound for pound the UFC top 15 list are you ready get the barf bag ready folks because John Jones is number 1 and i know you folks out there in Atlanta GA listening on 3W you are saying pedro how dare you dog John Jones he's only lost via disqualification and he's a reigning light heavyweight champion of the world and pound for pound he's shown that he's maybe the best fighter ever or currently the best fighter but yeah but then there was That drug test, you know, December 2014. Yeah, you know, when he came up positive with the the cocaine, the cocaine I don't have a problem with. Now, listen to me. I don't have a problem with the cocaine being in the system. It was a month before the fight. That's his thing. If he wants to take a little toot, more power to him. That's his decision, okay? The problem I had with the drug testing that day, that early December test, was that his testosterone level was .2921. Now, according to... My math, uh, that means he had to either be an 85-year-old man or he was cycling off something and his T-levels were very low because they should be 4.0 or 5.0 to 1, not .29 to 1, 5.0 to 1. Bottom line is, a lot of controversy there. Of course, he is the best fighter pound for pound according to the UFC. And number two is Jose Aldo, the only Brazilian champion. Of course, Brazil is where the UFC was born and where it, it came to life and they ruled the game for a while, but guess what? Not anymore. 125 pounds, Demetrius Johnson's ranked number three. He is their champion. Chris Wybin, the middleweight champion of the world's number four. Of course, he's unbeaten out of upstate New York. Going to take on Vitor Belfort later in the year. Anthony Pettis, the aforementioned Anthony Pettis going on March the 14th. Of course, American Airlines Arena, Dallas, Texas, taking on Rafael Dos Anjos. He's number five on this list. Cain Velasquez, the injured heavyweight champion, coming back later this year in Mexico City. I think June will get to that date exactly when he takes on Verbees Verdum in a battle for the interim and the current. Put it this way. It's all the marbles, all the UFC marbles. Verdum is the UFC interim champion. Cain Velasquez is the heavyweight champion. And number seven on the list, incredibly low, Ronda Rousey, 10-0, two knockouts. She's knocked out two girls. I mean, just knocked them out. Bang. You know what I'm saying? With punches boxed him. okay she's knocked out two girls the other eight opponents she's got to submit so she's 10 and 0 hasn't lost a fight uh i think one fight like went into the fourth round that's about it okay and yet she's only number seven on the list yet i think she's the most the most prolific fighter in mma right now no question about it anyway tj dillashaw the world 135 pound champion Uh, of course the man that beat the great Renan Barreo for the title He's got to rematch with Barreo a little bit later in the year. We'll talk with Zach Attack Young in about 25 minutes past the hour on the upcoming UFC schedule. But T.J. Dillashaw comes in at number eight, of course, out of Sacramento, California. And the big fight at 135 really would have been T.J. Dillashaw and Uriah Faber. But Uriah Faber is going to go in Manila in April. Uh, take that back in Pasay, the Philippines, in April when the UFC takes a fight night over there. Of course, he's taking on Uriah Faber is going to meet the formidable former lightweight champion. to talk about Frankie Edgar at 145 pounds. Number nine, lots of controversy with number nine, and here's why. It's Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva got knocked out by Chris Weidman, got his leg broke by Chris Weidman. You know, and that wasn't a fluke, folks. That's the way it's done. He checked him. It was called a check. He checked that knee. Uh, He used his knee to check that kick, and boom, broke his leg. Didn't mean to really break his leg, but the idea is to to uh, to you know make you not want to kick him again like that. That's what that knee is supposed to do. It's supposed to defer, detour you from from kicking him again, And guess what? It did because it broke Anderson Silva's leg. So that was the second fight. Then Silva trains long and hard for this rematch. I mean, he's come back the uh, comeback fight against Nick Diaz, January, late January, and of course he prevails in the main event five round decision. Afterwards, we find out that he tested positive a month before the fight for two anabolic steroids. Wait, wait, not one, but two. Two banned substances. And why is that significant? Because, you know, this is the most prolific fighter or or supposedly the, the greatest fighter in the history of the UFC, according to Dana White. According to all these UFC heads, man, it's Anderson Silva, the spider, and then everybody else. Okay? Well, if that's the case, we got some problems. Okay, he says he didn't take anything. He still denied it to this day. I think what's going to happen is they're going to blame it on some doctor. They're going to say, "Ah, hey, well, you know, he was recovering from a broken leg and it helped his recovery come along." And I'm not doubting that, but it shouldn't be in his system 30 days before a fight, and it shouldn't be in his system on the night of the fight. The bottom line is Anderson Silva, got to say it, folks, Anderson Silva doesn't belong in the top 10 pound-for-pound list in the UFC, nor uh, does he belong. He's just suspended. He's not even licensed anymore. He's been suspended by the uh, commission. Robbie Lawler, the welterweight champion, of course, coming in at number 10. Borreo, the aforementioned uh, ex-bantamweight champion, coming in at number 11. Johnny Hendricks, another former champion, coming in at number 12. Vitor Belfort, number 13. Don't get that one. Don't understand the Vitor Belfort thing at all. Dominic Cruz, two torn ACLs. Man, is he going to come back? He says he is, but good Lord, you know, those kind of injuries, won't, we won't know if we'll ever see the great Dominic Cruz ever back in the octagon as far as being at or near his prime. He just two torn ACLs, man. It's sort of like cutting off both arms and reattaching them. Just sometimes it doesn't work. Anyway, looking at the uh, top 15, the number 15 fighter, for Beast for Doom, taking on the heavyweight champion of the world. I'm talking about Mr. Cain Velasquez later this year in Mexico City. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside looking to the world of mixed martial arts, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Live all across America, this is Ring Talk on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Radio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network.
5: Call Lear Capital now. 800-631-9229.
1: If you're looking for the perfect dentist to fit your needs, you need to call the Find My Dentist hotline. We're a free service that finds quality local dentists matched exclusively to your needs. We've been helping customers just like you find the perfect dentist since 1986. Many people want to go to a dentist, but they don't know how to find one that's right for them. So we do all the searching for you. With thousands of quality dentists nationwide, whatever you need, we can help you. From basic services like getting your teeth clean to teeth whitening, getting dentures, braces, and more. Basically, if it involves your mouth, we can find the best dentist for you. We're here 24 hours a day to help, and we even have Spanish agents available. So call now. Call 800-503-3735. 800-503-3735. 800-503-3735. 800-503-3735. That's
5: 800-503-3735. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. All
6: oh, here we go. Are you ready?
0: You ready? Get here we go. Tonight's fight clock. Need wow. Right look. down. Look at that. Oh,
1: man. Tonight's fight clock
0: brought to you by Bud Light, Joe. Perfect face for whatever happens. Ronda wants to make it happen quickly. Well, she gave There's it the arm. arm. She she There's it it it's all over. Just oh, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
6: What the hell's going on out here?
2: Thousands of the mod squad coming back there from the break. Man, Cat getting submitted in like 12.43 seconds. What took Ronda so long? We're just joking. But the bottom line was they fit this Bud Light commercial in there, folks. That's what was the key to that entire 12-second fight was they, they fit that Bud Light thing. And they said, this is brought to you by Bud Light. It was sort of funny. But the bottom line is it only lasted 12 and a half seconds and almost 13 seconds. And, of course, Ronda has been known to stop people early, just not this quickly. I mean, it usually takes a few more seconds than that. But she's still undefeated now, 10-0. and 0. Uh, Of course, eight submissions, two boxing knockouts, pound for pound. I think she's... One of the best fighters in the world, and of course, the USC has her at number seven on the list. Our co host of the Sports Overnight America, the Weekend Edition, Mr. Zach Attack Young, is on the line. And you still, you think Rhonda's comfortable? Or do you think that's a good slot for number seven on the pound for pound list? Come on, man, give her some props. Yeah, I think that she could be higher than that. Number seven actually seems a little low. Who do they have above her? Uh, believe it or not, Anderson Silva is not one of them. <laughs> Anderson came in at number nine, though. Man, what's going on with? That? I mean, think about that. Number nine. Here's a. Here's they got John Jones number one, Jose Aldo number two, Demetrius Johnson number three, Kiss Wyman, number four, Anthony Pettis uh, number five, Cain Velasquez number six, Ronda number seven, TJ Dillashaw number eight, Anderson Silva number nine, number ten, Robbie Lawler. Uh, Renan Barreo, Johnny Hendricks, Vitor Belfort, Dominic Cruz, and Fabrice Verdun. Now, let me look at that that list just for a second there. Vitor Belfort's got some, some drug issues as far as performance-enhancing drugs, and Anderson Silva has some drug issues involving drugs. What do Anderson Silva and Vitor Belfort have in common besides being UFC fighters? They're both from Brazil! Yeah, I mean, there's, I know that the testing is just not as stringent down there, so... You always got to have those question marks. What do you mean not as stringent? It's like, is, is, I remember one time, and I'll, I'll tell you the truth. We're watching, we're, we're at a fight, and I think Tony Willis was fighting. And he was a light heavyweight uh, that ended up fighting for the title down in Arizona. But we're in Las Vegas, and Roger Mayweather, I watched Roger Mayweather. I probably shouldn't say this on there, but he peed in the cup for the guy. Okay, right after the fight, it it was hysterical how they pulled this off. So I guess the drug testing in Nevada has hopefully gotten better and it has gotten better since then. But down in Brazil, I guess, you know, they could turn turn the other eye because, you know, Christine Santos or Cyborg Santos or Crisano, whatever the hell she's calling herself these days, the cyborg one. um, You know, she was on the show saying that basically, you know, she doesn't cheat and she made a mistake one time and. That's not the body of a person that was on one cycle of steroids, is it? Is it, Zach? You're the expert on that.
11: No, I mean, unless that was just like a a cycle that lasted a few years, just saying I don't think that that's
2: the body of somebody who only took it once. Okay, and, of course, performance-enhancing drugs, and we just talked about this, two guys now in in, in this USC Top 15 have, have had issues, have either been caught. Yeah, they've both been caught. And, of course, Mr. Uh, Anderson Silva going before the Nevada State Athletic Commission. It's either going to be a six-month or a one-year suspension for Silva. Silva probably needs a time off to get his head together. But, you know, I I think, Zach, that he anticipated this because if you remember before the fight with uh, Nick Diaz, he talked about signing a contract extension, and he was going to fight on and on and all kinds of things like that. And then after the fight with Nick Diaz, the first thing out of his mouth was, I'm going to sit down with my family and consult with them and see whether I want to continue or not. Remember that?
11: Yeah, I remember that. And I did think that that was kind of strange that it changed after he
2: won the fight. Well, that's, because, that's the reason why he that's, – that's, that's, that's probably the reason why. Anyway, speaking of uh, Anthony Pettis, of course, a World Lightweight Champion going March the 14th in Dallas on USC 185. He is a 4-1 to one, uh, favorite over uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. You can bet a buck. And get back four dollars and thirty cents if you bet on Dos Anjos, and you can go the other way and bet four dollars to win a dollar to get five dollars back on Pettis. Is Pettis really a four to one favorite over this guy, uh, Zach? I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't Pettis going against him, then it would be crazy that someone was that big of a favorite.
11: But with Pettis, I just think he is so skilled that I can see why he's such a big favorite, and I do think
2: that he'll win that fight. Okay. Um, I, this this this. I really don't want to bring this up, but I'm forced to. My man, Josh Koscheck, I see his signature on the wall. You saw it on the wall here. Of course, your signature's on the wall here as well, the Wall of Fame here at the Sports Byline Studios in the city by the Bay, San Francisco. But only a week removed, I'm going to quote the bloody elbow here, I believe, only a week removed from literally being choked until he was foaming at the mouth, UFC welterweight veteran Josh Koscheck is going to fight Eric Silva on short notice short notice in Rio de Janeiro on March 21st. Is that sick? I mean, it, I think it's hard to step away, you know. Yeah, I think there is some
11: type of sickness. He's addicted to the fight game.
2: No, but why would I mean, why would the UFC allow this? It's going to be UFC Fight Night in Rio. Why would the UFC allow this? It doesn't look good for the image of the game. Are they that hard up? Are they that desperate to fill slots on these TV shows? There aren't enough There must not be enough fighters. Josh, that's, I mean, uh, Zach, that's got to be the only way, the only thing I can think of is there's not enough fighters because if there was, they wouldn't be bringing a guy back that got choked out and had green slime coming out of his mouth a week ago.
11: I I agree with you. I think that, He's like a name at this point, you know, and he's somebody who people will like to have on their resume. What has he lost? Has he has he lost four straight now, something like that? I know F- it's not good. I think it's
2: five straight. But but the bottom line was it was the manner in which he lost this last fight, that north south choke, whatever they called it. Okay, the bottom line was Ellenberger threw it on him, man, and you know it was it was all over. But he would not give up. He would not pad tap out because he realized. That is his career, the kid from Fresno, California, not the kid anymore, but I sort of like, I had, I lad him in the studio and I liked Josh Koscheck. Got a great personality. And when I first <clears throat> saw him, it wasn't, uh, in a UFC octagon, uh, fighting. I saw him on TMZ chasing chicks around Hollywood. I said, damn, got this UFC fighter with the suicide blonde hair, you know, died by his own hands. Got this guy chasing chicks all around Hollywood on TMZ. This is sort of cool. So that's when I sort of got into Josh Koshek. And he was winning fights at the time. But, you know, he, his, his, his days have come and they've gone. But I'm going to go back to it. How can, you, how can you advertise a fight or put a fight on television or even sanction a fight if the UFC, when you've got a guy that was foaming at the mouth a week and a half ago? Jo, uh, tell me, how do you, how, where is the rationale in that? Tell me. Where, and where's the safety of the fighter? I don't think that that is their concern, you know, and,
11: and maybe this has something to do with it going to Brazil. Maybe in the U.S. that bout wouldn't be sanctioned. They wouldn't sanction a bout where someone just got choked out right away, you know. It could be something like that. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: I mean, when you get choked out, you lose, like, uh, consciousness. You know, you lose, your your body becomes short-circuited, you don't have oxygen going to your brain, et cetera, and if the choke continues past, you know, uh, a certain amount of point, a certain... Point of time, you're gonna die. You're gonna, you're gonna be dead. Okay, and that choke was a nasty choke. And of course, some of the nastier chokes we've seen of late. Th- that had that had to be one of them. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's just the foam coming out of the mouth. And I know I'm sounding repetitive this and that, but I don't think I've seen that before. And I've seen it in pro wrestling. You know, when it was a gag. You know what I'm saying? But I never saw it in the. I never saw it in the flesh. No, I've never. I've never seen that. And I think. Probably the
11: most devastating thing about that is that Jake Ellenberger was a guy who was also on, like, a losing streak. He was losing a lot of fights lately, so I think that that makes it even more severe
2: because it came at the hands of somebody who was probably on their way out if Josh Kreschek would have been able to win. Okay, speaking of a guy that was thought to be on the way out, had lost, like, I think, three, maybe four in a row, former heavyweight champion Frank Mirra, back in the top ten with a knockout of Bigfoot Silva, did you like the way he turned that jab when you hooked off that jab, boxing one-on-one and knocked Silva down and out? Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're boxing fans here, so, yeah, it was nice to see that. I always like seeing that in the UFC. Is it funny or isn't it sort of ironic that the guys that are excelling in the world of uh, mixed martial arts in the UFC are employing more and more boxing? I mean, T.J. Dillashaw boxed circles around Renan Barao. I mean, Chris Weidman's boxing now. Ronda Rousey has got a boxing trainer. Um, I mean, they're all they're all doing boxing. Yeah, I, I really like to
11: see it because I'm a boxing fan, and a lot of people give me a hard time for that. You know, a lot of MMA fans give you a hard time. So now that a lot of the top MMA fighters are using boxing as one of their main techniques,
2: it's like, well, you know, you got to look at the sport and give boxing some respect, MMA fans. Okay, Mr. MMA fan, how do you how do you defend the sport? when most people, or there are a lot of people going around the world saying, you know, everybody's cheating, everybody's taking steroids, everybody's taking performance-enhancing drugs. That's just the way it is. That's just the norm over there in the world of mixed martial arts and the u s c How do you counter that?
11: Well, I, w- I would say that there are a lot of fighters. You know, I know that somebody like Demetrius Johnson, I believe, is somebody who has been good about, being clean and you know george st pierre unfortunately he's not in the sport anymore but you can look back and i think that honestly he he was the one pushing for the testing and i think that there are a lot of fighters who are clean i mean i hope that they'll start implementing more testing as they have been so we can see who's
2: clean and who's not because I, i do think that there are a lot of clean fighters but it certainly hasn't looked good lately I mean, when two of the guys in the top 15 have had um, have steroid issues, and, of course, Anderson Silva, the the flag bearer, I mean, he carried the, the UFC on his shoulders for a while. And the bottom line is, you know, not looking too good coming up dirty. Not on one steroid, two steroids. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're talking mixed martial arts. UFC, of course, 185 right around the corner. March the 14th from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas, on top. The best fighter, power fighter in the world. We can say that all the time because it just keeps changing in people's opinion. Anthony Pettis taking on Rafael Dos Anjos defending the UFC Lightweight Championship. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network.
6: Exactly.
8: Attention catheter users Stop reusing dirty catheters Catheters are now disposable Recent changes in Medicare Now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month All at little or no cost to you We bill Medicare Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters Just use a catheter once and throw it away Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call 1-800-399-9018 today deductibles and copay apply free catheter samples require qualified membership sample
4: will arrive with 90 day order protective insurance specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent availability waiting periods and limitations vary by state not major medical certain plans require association membership
7: after my
1: husband passed away we couldn't pay the mortgage make car payments or pay bills sometimes even having enough food was a problem all of a sudden our financial security
4: gone you've made plans for the future college for the kids retirement Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if? 800 473
8: 0563. And now with the side choke in Catch Wrestling. He's going to drop that head down lower, flatten out. He's doing a good job of flattening catch out. Catch Wrestling 101. Barnett advances to
3: the final with the first round side choke. It's Barnett versus Cormier for the Strike Force World Grand Prix
8: Heavyweight Tournament
0: Final. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Fascinating.
2: Let Brucey do his thing here, just for a second. Bruce Springsteen Bruce Springsteen, and the E Street Band, probably the greatest song, "Hungry Heart." You no doubt about it. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We are. Saturday is 11 a.m. Pacific time for an hour. We combine both boxing and mixed martial arts. We come back on Sunday with a two-hour show, 11 a.m. Pacific time, for an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. And we come back on Sirius XM Satellite Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Mondays with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Speaking of MMA, UFC Fight Week, UFC International Fight Week, July 7th to 12th, of course. It's going to be Fan Expo, the 10th and the 11th, UFC 189, Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor. And that's going to, Zach Attack, that's going to be something special. Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo in Vegas. But that, I'm excited, man. Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor, of course, Conor McGregor, probably the, the greatest talker or one of the better talkers as far as MMA, if not sports in general. He respects Jose Aldo, but he expects to take that title in UFC 189.
11: Yeah, he definitely seems confident. And I think that Conor McGregor is, is definitely a threat to Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo at this point.
2: Well, what's Jose Aldo bring to the dance? He brings experience. He brings tenure. But with that experience and tenure comes the fact that he's been making a certain weight for a long time. We saw Renan Burrell sort of fail because he uh, against T.J. Dillashaw the first time, he got lit up. And then, of course, in the, uh, the scheduled rematch, he couldn't make the weight. Yeah, I think. Uh, Aldo's been better about that sort of thing,
11: you know. He's he's been better about what Burrell struggled with. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Burrell didn't want to fight Aldo. He didn't want to fight his countrymen, so he tried to make a lower weight, and he was able to make it for a while. But I think as he's gotten older, it's gotten harder and harder.
2: Of course, Jose Aldo going to take on Conor McGregor, and of course, on the uh, the co-feature, the welterweight title holder Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. You didn't think Lawler won that fight, did you? You thought that maybe? what did you think of that last fight with Lawler? I was I was leaning toward Hendricks in the fight. I could see why why they gave it to
11: Lawler. I thought both of their fights were close and kind of could have went either way. But I, I think I would have went with Hendricks in that one, being the champion. I think that I think that since it was so close, you
2: you kind of have to give it to the champion. Like the other guy didn't necessarily take his belt. Okay. Real quick, uh, March the fourteenth, Pederson Dozhanhos. That is going to be USC one eighty-five from Dallas. USC Fight Night from Brazil. That's going to go down March the twenty-first. April the fourth, they go to Fairfax, Virginia, the Patriot Center. USC Fight Night. Then we come back again. We go to Poland on April the eleventh, Krakow, Poland. Murko Krokop and Gonzaga. That is a rematch. These guys had hooked it up once before. USC fight. Then coming from Poland, and then USC comes back to I call it free TV. And, and there really is no free TV anymore, I don't know, but USC on Fox, Leoda Machida the Dragon taking on Luke Rockhold. Man, this is like a crossroads fight. The guy goes on to bigger and better things that wins. The guy that loses doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like one of those top contender type of fights, and either one of them will be
11: more of a threat to Weidman than I think Belfort is going to be.
2: Of course, Belfort's been tested and... Vitor Belfort, the uh, UFC star, where they called him a prodigy, and he was, you know, a good fighter at 205. But he's cut down in weight, and he made it to 185. And people said, you know, he's taking steroids. Oh no, no, no. Anyway, they've been testing him randomly, and he hasn't been caught yet. And you got to give um, Chris Weidman some props because Weidman's all over this. Weidman wants Vitor Belfort tested. In fact, Weidman's of the opinion that once you get caught. One one time is it. Ivan doesn't think that you should get a, a reprieve, a chance. You shouldn't be able to get suspended and come back because, you know, we're talking about combat sports. We're not talking about hitting baseballs out of the park, Zach. No, and, and I can't. I mean, I definitely can't argue with him. Him being
11: a fighter, he doesn't want to take punches from somebody who's all juiced up. You know, you don't want to take unnecessary punishment, which taking a punch from somebody who is able to train and get their punches to a higher level and have – better stamina, I think I could definitely see why somebody would be against that. And and I think that there should be definitely more punishment for people who are
2: cut. Okay, going way uh, further up the uh, UFC schedule, UFC Fight Night, and of course Frankie Edgar and Uriah Faber hooking it up May the 16th in uh, Poseidon, the Philippines. That's going to be a thriller. It's a coin toss as to who you like at 145 there. Jones and Anthony Rumble Johnson going UFC 187. That's May the 23rd from the MGM Grand Garden John Jones, lots of questions. Wonder if we'll be answering them. And then we go, wow, USC 188 all the way to Mexico City. Of course, the uh, the Mexico City Arena, Arena Ciudad de Mexico, for Beast for Doom, the interim champion, taking on Kane Velasquez. Kane's got a lot to, how can I put this? He's got to put forth a very, very impressive performance because he's been off so long that they probably should have stripped him. I don't know. They probably should have stripped him. I mean, guys, the guy's been out a long time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they stripped Dominic Cruz for being out, like,
11: a similar length of time. I think Cruz might have been out longer, but he's been out really long, and, and I think that
2: this is going to be a tough fight, and he really does need to make a statement. And we're doing man. I mean, he's he's come back, and he, he's looked ultra impressive on fights so that we thought he might win. We didn't think he win in the fashion in which he has. He's, he's upped his game a level, hasn't he? Yeah, I definitely think so. I I picked Travis Brown to beat him, and he he
11: definitely proved me wrong in that. He he really dominated Travis Brown, and I think his striking has
2: come a long way. He always had great submissions, but his striking has gotten a lot better. What's ha- what happened to Travis Brown? You and I thought he was like the second coming of Christ. I mean, he was six foot seven. He had the tattoos. He had those mean elbows. He came down on Josh Barnett. I mean, good lord! I mean, he was looking. He looked like a killer. And then, boom! One fight, and he's out. Yeah, that one fight, I mean, that was a, that I can can't believe
11: it. I mean, I really thought that he would do better in that fight, but I guess he wasn't the second coming. Maybe it was just the beard that had us fold.
2: You know, I, I was talking with Kyle Kingsbury, who was a stablemate of Daniel Cormier. Of course, Cormier, the former Strike First Grand Prix champion, we heard a soundbite of him defeating Josh Barnett for that title. Um but he took on John Jones and didn't look all that good. I mean, he didn't look very good at all. In my mind, he didn't have that killer instinct in him in his eye. And what, uh, what, what Kyle told me was is that he thinks that Cormier found John Jones to be incredibly strong, that John Jones is freakishly strong. Now with these steroid issues coming up now, we, we might know we might know why that's the case. That definitely could answer some questions
11: because going in, I mean, it definitely looked like Cormier would at least have the strength advantage,
2: but it was Jones who was able to take him down. And I think that really had to be demoralizing for Cormier. Yannick okay. Cormier, of course, going to try to re- resurrect his career. Do you think, do you think 205, do you think he should have just stayed at heavyweight? I mean, he had beaten all, he'd beaten just about everybody at heavyweight, beat some good guys, beat Josh Barnett. beat Frank Mir, the aforementioned Frank Mir, former, UFC heavyweight champion. I mean, he was a formidable heavyweight contender. He was ranked in the top 10. And then he drops to 205. Eh, I don't know. It, it, was he better chubby? He
11: he was def- He was might have been better, you know. And, and I think that he, he definitely had the best chance of any other heavyweight to beat Cain Velasquez. So I think he could have stayed a heavyweight. I do think that maybe he should have had more fights at 205. He only had two fights at 205 and... Neither of them were really against, like, the top guys, so we didn't really know
2: what kind of contender he would be. Okay. Coming down from 230, 235, and, you know, he used to party and didn't party. He wasn't a partier, folks. He's taken this the strong way. Danny Cormier wasn't a partier. He partied with food. He was able to train, and like Frank Mir sat across from the uh, studio from me in the seat in which you've occupied many a time, and he said to me, you know, the guy's in the wrong division. The guy's a doughboy. The guy's fat. The guy's this. The guy's that. And the guy went out there and beat Frank Muir pretty easily. Okay, so Frank Muir underestimated him. He underestimated his strength. Cain Velasquez says that um, he's the reason why that he is the heavyweight champion of the world, that he's one of the key components in his training, uh, that he's his wrestling coach and things like that. So Cormier's got all these things going for him. But I think what what Cormier might have missed in this last camp, and I think he might have, May, brought this up before was the fact that Cain Velasquez wasn't there for him. Yeah, I
11: think that made a big impact because training with Kane it has to give you a boost. I mean, Kane
2: is the heavyweight champion of the world for a reason. Well, you know, I told you how the sparring, those sparring sessions where they get three guys in there? Yeah, that's... I mean, you just don't hear about stuff like that. <laughs> he, he's definitely... A, he's an athletic specimen for sure. I mean, you get three guys... Imagine this. You get three guys in the cage... And you and you wrestle one guy for like a minute and a half and you throw him around like a rag doll. Then you take another fresh guy and you throw him around like a rag doll. Then you take another fresh guy and you engage it. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of that before in in any aspect of training. That's amazing. And remember, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. 265 pounds uh, all the way down to 205 plus. That's a big man. Yeah, it is and I think he's throwing around people that are even bigger than him cuz he's not
11: he doesn't exactly like tip the scale as a heavyweight, you know what I mean? He's weighing in about like
2: 240, I think. So that's that's even more impressive if you think about it like that. Okay, well, the aforementioned Danny Cormier, the Strike Force Grand Prix champion, um taking on Ryan Bader of course UFC Fight now, UFC Fight Night 68. Is this a comeback fight for for Cormier cuz Bader's the gatekeeper. If he can't beat Bader, I hate to say it. Stick a fork in him. Yeah, I. I mean,
11: it definitely would not be good if he lost to Bader because I don't think anyone thinks too highly of Bader. No one really expects him to be like a contender for the championship
2: because he's already lost to the champion, like in very devastating fashion. Okay, now Fallon Fox's boyfriends on the card. Matt Mitrione going to hook it up with Big Ben Rothwell. This is another battle of gatekeepers. Guys are sort of like fringe contenders, huh? Yeah, it is. It should be a a fun fight to watch though, because they both have some power and they both have you know like hearts. So I, th- I think it'll be fun to watch. Okay. What about the return of Crow Cop? I mean, is this is this a significant event? I mean, is is he worthy of mention?
11: I I wouldn't say so. I, I think he he was kind of. You could definitely see a decline when he was last in the UFC. And I can't imagine that in a few years he's, he has, like, somehow
2: undeclined. So I don't think he's ascended in that time. He's 40 years old. He's taking on Gabriel Gonzaga. Of course, that's UFC fight night, and that's going to be from Poland. So the UFC is making their way all over the world. I think they've got two dates in Australia this year. The aforementioned Filipino date, of course, Frankie Edgar and Uriah Faber at 145. They both had title shots they could have taken and instead opted to fight each other. Why? I think they probably just both have respect for each other's
11: game. And and I really like that fight. I think if you're a mixed martial arts fan, that's a that's a fight you don't want to miss because they're both very high level of what they do, and they're both near championship level. So that's going to be a really interesting fight, and I think it's a
2: good way to bring the UFC to the Philippines. Bell Center returning to the house that George St. Pierre ruled, of course, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, April the 25th. T.J. Dillashaw defending his title against Renan Braille in the rematch. Braille's going to make the wait, allegedly, this time. But you know they're going to have a substitute on hand real close, right, that's going to that's gonna be like the last guy. Am I right? Well, yeah, I think they will. Hopefully
11: they don't have to sign a guy who nobody's heard of this time. Well,
2: hopefully they... go on. I'm sorry. I was just going to say hopefully they have a better guy waiting <laughs> for a shot. John Jones and Rumble Johnson, UFC 187. A lot of questions are going to be answered by Mr. Jones. Do you think Jones is going to address the media and be uh, up front with them when it comes to the drug questions? I, I think that they'll, pro- they'll have
11: to address it at some point. I think that he'll probably skate around it as much as he can.
2: Good enough, Zach Attack Young, the co-host of Sports Overnight America, the weekend edition, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific time. Zach, have a great weekend. You too, Pedro. Thank you. All the best, Zach Attack Young. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour you're inside look into the world of mixed martial arts. Thirty plus years now, we're live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and of course, the American Forces Network. Hey, yeah!
5: We all know healthcare has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits.
1: 800-296-1360. That's 800-296-1360. You know what? As long as she fights at 135
0: pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs.
2: You know, I'm going to beat that girl regardless, and I'm going to prove a point that um, you don't need to dope to win. If they want to test her extra, fine, you know. Go ahead and do that. But regardless, I'm going to beat that girl to the ground.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. <laughs>
2: The funky baritone saxophone of Stephen Mackenzie Kupka, the funky doctor himself, founder of Tower of Power. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Ronda Rousey coming out of the break. She's going to do a movie and have one more fight before the end of the year. And Beth Correa of Brazil would like to fight her down in Brazil. You have bad chance of that one. Holly Holm, the chick from Albuquerque, New Mexico, didn't look good enough last week to step up and be a formidable challenger as far as... Uh, Ronda's concerned, of course. Ronda's stuck with the Chris Cyborg-Santos fight. That's going to be the fight. That's going to make or break women's MMA. It's going to bring women's MMA to another level, folks. I mean, you're going to have a monster against a beautiful chick, and it's going to be funny because some people think the monster's going to win. Some people think the beautiful chick's going to win. It's going to be that type of fight, a flip them fight, flip the coin. What's going to happen? They'll duke it out. Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg-Santos sometime in 2000.
5: Sixteen.
2: You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the longest-running fight show in history. A presentation of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We are here each and every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for an hour, and we come back Sunday for two hours on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network again at 11 a.m. Pacific time, and then we come back on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Mondays 5 p.m. Pacific time. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide.